There are no such things as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Step into the greatest version of yourself because what you do matters. Shift your narrative. You're listening to Opportunity Makers, where entrepreneurs come to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. Here's your host, Jim Padilla. Hey, thanks so much for coming back for another awesome episode of the Opportunity Makers podcast, where we're consistently breaking down barriers, shifting the mindset, shifting the vision. We want you to see nothing but a landscape of amazing opportunities that are all around you. Sometimes it's in finding a new opportunity, looking out and seeing what's a new problem I can solve and a new problem to solve for the same audience or a new problem to solve for a new audience, right? You don't have to put limits on where you can find problems to solve and ways to be valuable and contribute to the people around you. Sometimes the opportunity that exists is right under your nose. And I've got somebody that we're talking to today that you're going to be impressed with. And um, it's something that we've wholeheartedly bought into for a very long time. And it's just, you know, sometimes you have an idea. You say, I'm going to do this. And it was on the whiteboard. It literally has been sitting on our whiteboard for a couple of years. And then I joined forces with a, another, uh, another client that we were going to build and create this solution. And then in that process, I found somebody else, a new partner that I'm bringing to you who literally has this already created with AI resources in place. And it's called Dead Leads to Sales, Sales Farming. Okay. Now, what I call them is a resurrection campaign because you are literally resurrecting a dead lead. See, what happens in the marketplace for most people and this, I've been calling this for years, is the mad dash from clicks to cash. Because so many of the online marketers and the marketing world in general, everybody's fixated on how fast can I turn a cold click into a high ticket sale. And while yes, it's being done at volume typically, but a small percentage, the smallest percentage of your total addressable market is going to buy in a cold click to a, to a, a high ticket opportunity in record time. That person shows up with a clearly articulated problem and pain point that must be solved now, right? A qualified booked opportunity. But then you have 70 to 90% of those people who they just need more time. They need to know you. They haven't met you yet. They don't really know what you're about. They just saw a video, saw an ad, went through a quick funnel and said, hey, this is something that I might be interested in. I just don't know enough about you yet. And so they might need more time. So they maybe need to show up for a webinar an event, some long-term nurture inside of your world. So this can be happening. But then what happens for most clients, most companies out there, most, even the big ones, they just neglect. Think about it. It's a numbers game. If you spend 90% of your time trying to optimize the front end for the cold new audience, that means by default, you only leave 10% of what's left to spend on nurturing growing long-term relationships, segmenting your audience, and then feeding them something quality uh, and building them up and then making sure that you have sales campaigns and pipelines being worked by team, et cetera. There's a lot of pieces that need to be happening in place. And the reality is most companies just don't do it, especially if you're a small business or a solopreneur, you only have so many things you can do. Well, one thing that happens then is all of those other leads just start falling away floating away. They start dying. They start dying on the vine. They get ground up in the dirt. They literally are dead and buried. And at best, 
You're going to pick them up, pick up some occasional sales. And in reality, that's wrong. You should be making more sales on the back end post offer than you do on the front end with a cold offer. And so the only way you're not is if you're not actually taking care of them. So if you start re-nurturing that ground, what happens if you take that ground, all those, all, that, all those leads that have been grind up into the dirt and buried, and you start feeding them and reaching them and digging them out and finding what was, they, what was it they came here for in the first place? And what is the thing they need to be really looking out for? And what journey should they be on instead of on the same journey that you have everybody else on? Because they came in for a specific reason at a specific time to solve a specific problem. And then you start doing the things that are going to show them that, hey, you're still here, you still care, you still know about their problem, and you want to lead them there. All of a sudden, those leads, a percentage of those people start showing back up and take another bite at the apple, have another seat at the table. And now you have a way to bring a resurrection campaign, to take, wake those dead leads up and bring them to life and put a sale in place. And Joel Yee is just the guy who we're going to be talking about that. He's young, he's smart, he's a go-getter, he's figured some things out. And we are, uh, you know, proud to say he's uh, one of our newest partners that we are working with in a perfectly well laid out partnership as he's resurrecting the dead leads that our team can come in and convert and bring those sales across the finish line. But you're going to learn just some simple things about what to think about and how to make this work. And you're going to, uh, you're going to see just another perspective on how to seize the opportunities that are out there in the marketplace all around you so that you can make the difference that you've been called to make. I think you're going to love it. Enjoy it. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know what you're thinking about this here and make sure you reach out to Joel and take advantage of the opportunities that he's got there in front of you. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right. Here we are, Joel. Everybody just heard the formal introduction. Why don't you take a quick minute, tell everybody your version. Who's Joel yeah. and why are you here? Hey, Jim. Well, thank you first for having me on. I'm so excited. Uh, my background is in sales, consulting, and sales management. I've been in the high-ticket sales space now for about five years, helped build a bunch of remote sales teams that have generated multiple eight figures. And most recently, uh, my latest offer has been helping companies take their list of dead leads and revive them into profitable calls or book book calls. Amen. And that's, uh, that, that's well, we're definitely going to unpack that a little bit because it's something that everybody, I can't think of a single person. If you're listening to this, I guarantee you, you've got a need for a resurrection <laughs> campaign of some kind to revive those dead leads. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, but first, you know, what what makes all that stuff relevant is, you being able to see that there's a need, there's an opportunity, you know, how do you go from a place in an environment right now where a lot of people are retracting and, you know, cautious, not, they don't want yeah. to spend, they don't want to take risk, who the heck wants to start a new business venture, right? Uh, and you're leaning in, you jump in with both feet and said, heck yeah, we're going on offense and making this go. What drives that thought process? Yeah, so uh, I my background has been, like I said, in sales. And five years ago, um, tell a quick little story. Um, I was a fresh graduate out of college, and I commissioned as an Army officer. And it was part-time, reserve, National Guard. Um, so I was looking for a full-time job. And the only job offer that I received at that time was a $42,000 a year job uh, working in an IT department in a local university. And I was very disappointed because... Um, I'm from Malaysia, so I'm actually an immigrant. So my parents in Malaysia had to borrow, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to put me through school. And I had to join the military and serve, right, four or five years to get extra funds to complete my bachelor's degree. And I was thinking to myself, there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way than just making 40K a year 
right? With all this time and money spent. So back then there was all these ads on Facebook. And I remember still to this day, right? A guy in a red suit, Asian guy, by the name of Dan Locke, he was saying, hey, you know, you can, you can make a six-figure income doing what he called high ticket sales at, in the comfort of your own home. And I was like, you know what? I'm sold. I took the money I didn't have on a credit card, paid for the course. Long story short, um, I actually made my first six figures doing phone sales uh, using you know, with the skills that I learned from that program. And uh, I got into Dan's company and long, like year after year, he started promoting me, giving me more opportunities. And I left Dan's company a year ago, being his head of sales then for about three years. Um, and the reason why I was confident to step head first into starting my own business, right? Exactly 12 months ago was because of the fact that I had this skill, right? We call it a high income skill of sales. Knowing that even if I failed completely, I could still pick up the phone, call a few of my mentors or partners and be like, hey, do you need a closer? They'd be like, yep, you're in. And I could make you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50K a month again. So that gives me a lot of confidence to start you know, ventures and take risk, having a skill that I could leverage. What do you say to people who just aren't quite there? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm old enough. You're younger than my kids are. So definitely old enough to be, you know, your father. Right. And (laughs) many times people say, well, because you're young, you haven't even experienced a lot of failures. You don't even know you should be concerned about the marketplace. How do you respond to that? What do you say to people who are thinking like that? Yeah, I would say because you're young, because you're young, you should be taking more risk. And because you're young, you shouldn't be afraid to fail. In fact, like failure is, in my experience, failure has been the only thing that has given me significant growth in my life, right? And there was a point in my life where I was trying to basically be perfect and do everything the right way and, and you know, sort of take that perfect action. But I learned quickly is that you just need imperfect action. Right. And it's okay to fail because you can always get back up just because you're so young. Definitely. And, and I and I resonate with that failure being the the primary um, contribution towards growth in your life. Um, what, what do you you know, what, what would you see as like, what are the main ways that people can be leaning in to make to take advantage of the opportunities, the problems that they see around them and turn them into opportunities? So when I, yeah, when I came up with my sales farming offer, which is the whole dead leads into profits concept, it stemmed from a problem. And what I did was I realized that at Dan's company, he, we had a million plus leads and less than 5%, no, probably less than 1% of those leads were actually paying customers. So I realized there is a problem with 99% of leads, not buying anything from us. So right. When you see a problem, you start thinking, okay, what would a potential solution be? So I went to Dan. I said, hey, Dan, if I could help you, you know, maximize a few more percentage points off this list, would that be valuable? And he was like, well, absolutely, right? I don't know how you're going to do it. Just go ahead, do it. And so I did that. And then obviously, right, without expecting anything in return, I got more compensation because I helped create a solution, right? So that was like sort of like an entrepreneurial experience, like finding a problem, pitching the solution, and then I, before I even asked for any payment or asked for any pay, I did it first to add value. And then, right? And then it's like, okay, great. <laughs> so what's your experience right now in the, in the sales game with people and spending? I mean, I, I, trillions of dollars are spent every day. Uh, and and I, you know, what do you say to people who are like, well, nobody's buying? Yeah, well, the economy is pretty tough. Like I've got a few buddies right now who are in the um, Airbnb coaching space. 
And I know, like, I, I've seen their back end, their revenues are tanking because of the economy. So it's definitely a tight spot for a few niches and in industries. But as always, if you are great at sales, if you can help companies make money, you are even more than needed at this time in this economy, in this recession. You are like the most valuable person or thing. And therefore, I would say, right, go at it. Like, keep on producing results. Keep on helping because you have the skill sets to do it. And if you don't, then this is the time that you absolutely need to lean in. And you don't have to be great at sales, but you have to make sure that it is one of the tools in your tool belt. Absolutely. Well said. Right. Uh, and then, of course, companies like ours that, you know, we focus on putting the right salespeople in place. And it's not that you don't. I'm not one of those people who thinks you need to master the experience before you can hire and train for it. Like, I don't have any interest in mastering building a website. I just right. hire people to do it, but I do need to know what a good website looks like. And so if you understand what a good sales conversation, a good sales process looks like, then you can at least oversee it and speak into it, even yeah. if you're going to outsource it or hire for it. Um, Amazing. So, but what are you, what are you thinking about? Like, what's, what's the next steps? What are the opportunities you're looking for yourself for right now? Yeah. So I've been, like I said, right. The, the latest offer that we launched was is helping companies take all their dead leads and turn them into profits. And I'm super passionate about that because like you said, the current economy, right. The looming recession, all these things are even more important. Now there's a Harvard business review study. I'm sure you're aware of this Jim, but uh, back in 2014, and I'm sure the numbers are a lot crazier now it costs companies five to 25 times more money to acquire a new client than it is to retain an existing client, right? So going back to dead leads, these could be customers that bought from you years ago that, that stopped buying from you, right? So why, why spend 25 times more money trying to get a new lead when we can always maximize what we already have? So I'm super passionate about helping companies revive their dead leads now, especially in this, you know, in this time. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I mean, I, I obviously endorse this perspective wholeheartedly. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I see in the marketplace in, is that with growing expense of ad costs to get new leads, et cetera, unless you are a superstar in that range, which very, very few people are, um, it's costing more to acquire. Yes. Clients. And, yes. But everybody's spending all of their time trying to maximize from a cold click to a high ticket sale. And everybody's neglecting what happens after the sale, after the offer. Mm. 90% of the people aren't buying. Or if right. you're really doing good with cold traffic, then maybe 70% of those people. But that's an overwhelming majority of your people who aren't buying. And if you don't have a way to ensure that those people are still served going beyond the offer, um, you're just leaving money on the table. Yep, exactly. So what do you see as, uh, you know, if somebody is is not at a place they got, they don't really know, if they don't even know what the, the state of their current list is, what would right. you recommend for them? Yeah. So first I would say, look at your current email open rates, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure you're sending daily or weekly email. So look back at the past six months. Have the open rates been going up? Have the open rates been going up? Have your unsubscribes go up, gone up tremendously, right? Are there fewer active contacts in your email software? If the answer is yes to all the above, right, including losing, I mean, lowering open rates, then you probably have to learn better strategies to revive these leads. And you might want to tap into SMS, right, channels. You might want to, want to tap into, you know, voicemail drops or even making calls, right? Different approaches or different avenues approach to, to hit that list of yours, which has a lot of gold. It's like a gold mine waiting to be mined. So if somebody's at a place where they definitely understand, they see. They, I'm pretty sure that everybody here is smart enough to understand that this is right. a no-brainer. They need to do it. Maybe they can't invest a lot of 
of money and resource into it. What what guidance could would you give them to, to start getting down that path right now? Yeah. So my YouTube video, I give literally the same strategies that we run internally for our clients. I give it all for free on my YouTube channel. And I'll, I'll summarize a few here. So like I said already, number one, um, look at email, look at text and look at voicemail. Then you want to find a way to sync them up. So that way it creates a very coherent messaging based on the buyer's journey. So for example, step one, if every client, we always segment the leads first. Step one is always segmenting the list. So we want to know which group of people bought from this company before. Bam, step one. Step two. Oh, second, second list. Who, um, who let's say second list would be who booked a call, a sales call, but didn't convert. Great. Awesome. Who was a no-show on these calls? Awesome. So we have all these different lists. And then every single list, which is what companies do the lazy way, which is the incorrect way, which is what we did in the past. We blasted the same message to everybody on that list. But instead, what if you took the time to craft a different copy for the guys that bought from you before? You crafted a different copy for the guys that booked the call but didn't show up, right? And you, you add the email and text and voicemail drops to it. I'm, I can guarantee you're going to get better response than what you have right now. That's one example. You can just implement this right today. It's just doing that. Yeah, uh, it, definitely. We talk about that all the time. You can, and it's, it's one of those things that everybody knows they should do. Right. I don't think anybody here is going, oh my God, never heard of that before. Right. But they're not doing it. Right. right? They just don't <laughs> do it. It's, it's like, I know I should do it, but I'm busy over here trying to master my Facebook ads or, Correct. or whatever. Um, and that's why I'm so excited about what you're doing because, you know, Joel and I have been talking about, you know, collaborating because he's, he's got the front end, bringing more revived yes. leads to the table. And then we come in and convert them. So now you have literally new money, you know, new clients, new, new found money that's coming into your business and yep. new clients that you can serve. Um, what, what's the biggest failure point? What are people's biggest objections to? to yeah, this? I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not like, I mean, some people don't know. They, they don't think about the, the text and the voicemail drop sequences. They think just emails. But I think a lot of people that know about all these technology and tools is they just don't put the time into it because they don't put, they don't make it a priority because they actually have never seen results firsthand, right? So what I mean by that is people have seen results from Facebook ads in the past or their friends are running Facebook ads and their friends are making a lot of money. But no one has actually seen companies that do great revival of leads and never seen the results. So I think the first thing is like, it goes to the thing, right? It's like, you got to have blind faith. Sometimes you got to sometimes believe without seeing. Right. And I think people should just know, like if you believe this strategy works, okay, then how do we make that belief a reality? Okay, let's try it. Let's implement it. Let's give it one month. Let's not give up. Right. Let's spend a few hours and a few, you know, tens of dollars on it and let's, let's run it. And I think that's the first step really is to, to, to take that, you know, take the step. Yeah, definitely. Experience it. Just it's and yeah. so many times it, all it does is it, it enhances that muscle inside of your brain that says, oh, I can actually do it or Absolutely. it can actually work. And then right. you just, the more you do it, you just get more believability behind it. Yes. But you got to start taking that action. Yes. Yes. Um, so what's, what's next for you? What is, I mean, you're a young, successful entrepreneur and you've got big things on the horizon. Uh, what's, what is the rest of this year and what do you, what big goals do you have and plan for like 2024? Yeah, so 2024, we have, we actually set a, so 2023, we set a goal to impact a hundred companies, right? So a hundred six and seven finger, seven finger companies to help them grow their revenues, right? So ideally to get the six to the seven, to help the seven get to the eight. Uh, so we're really hammering down on this right now. We are probably about a quarter way through, quarter of the way through. We have, you know, six, seven months left. So we have three quarters to go. 
Um, and then for next year, I think we're going to, you know, go aggressive. We might jump, bump that number from 100 to like 500 companies, or even 1,000 companies. Um, and that's really just a big focus for me uh, right now personally, because I also want to spend time honing a skill, right? And not try to take on too many things at once. And because I've, I've made the mistake last year of trying too many different projects and too many different partnerships, right? I'm sure you have, Jim. Yeah. Uh, and I find that now it's not a, not a, not at least not the place and time for me to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, so with all of that happening, um, where, where are you looking, where do you see the biggest pitfalls as you're exploring this? As you're I think a lot of it is still, you know, what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And my team, what we don't know, um, we're a young team. Like you said, we have a lot of mentors and we invest a lot in mentorship. I think that's great. I think staying humble, not letting ego get in the way because I think that's always the biggest the biggest um, devil is letting the ego take over. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, learning, being humble, um, but I think also being open to opportunity. I think being flexible enough to pivot and adapt and not be so set in my in our ways, right? So like, I think we have to keep an eye out for these three things. Well, and obviously with, um, you know, part of your solution is based on AI. Um, yes. I, I would be remiss to not let's let's address like what what is AI bringing to you in the future? And just in addition to what you're yeah. doing now, and what should what should people be thinking about and looking because AI is now popping up everywhere. Yeah, I'm glad you asked about the AI components. Um, there's so much talk about AI these days. It's I'm I'm already flooded right with all these AI talks. But for our offer specifically, um, AI comes in two two places. So the first place is when um, the dead leads start getting interested, right? To learn more, to book a call. Our AI bot, that, which is a GPT 3.5 or GPT 4 bot, will come into the chat conversation and actually take over the chat. So the bot will actually talk to leads and then actually book calls and everything. So it's pretty cool, right? That's the AI bot there. And then the second use case is uh, we've partnered with a company and we've made this successful so far. I'm going to actually be running this exact strategy on my challenge next week. So this weekend, that AI is working. And basically what it is, is, you know, when you shoot a video like on your phone and you're like trying to welcome people to your event, like, hey, congratulations for signing up for my event, Joel, or, you know, Ken or Jim, Michael, um, this AI will, will ed edit the first name or like the, the token that I wanted to change and sync my lips to it. So in the past, I had to shoot like 50 videos for my top clients. Now I can shoot one. Right. Yeah. So we're using these two in our business today. And we're going to, we're going to, and our clients are using it too. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, Cause that is, if you want to do a personalized approach, then you got to get in there and deliver a hundred messages or right. 50, whatever that number right. is. Um, how with all, with the insane amount of new apps that are coming on the market for AI <laughs> every day right now, yeah. what is your strategy or approach to sifting through that and determining what's viable and what's it, what is it? Well, that's a great question. I actually, um, I have a few, actually these some members in board of advisors too that I love to connect you to, but I've got a few people in there that I met um, just a few weeks ago that are really up to date with their teams on this stuff. So I actually look at them. I look to them as my, 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 I guess my, my, my uh, mentors, like people, I ask them questions about, you know, this app and this app and that thing. Um, yeah. So typically I ask people first and then uh, we always use, you know, GPT, right? Plus it's great. We use it for everything, copy, you know, landing pages, everything. So, um, you know, we're not going too crazy on the AI trend. We just do what works for now. Right. 
So yeah, that's, that's something I just got to give uh, engagement to a lot of people because I talk to my clients all the time. They're like, I got this app and this person said this. Like, I know, but do you need that? It's, like, yeah, right. it's cool. You can right. have it, but is right. that something that is going to, what is the pre- present problem you're trying to solve? Right. And does that solution make sense? Correct. Yeah. Right. Well said. And the things that you're creating, the solutions you've created with AI, are they things that you already knew how to do and AI is helping you do it better? Or is it doing something you couldn't do? Yeah. So it's really so far the use cases for the two, you know, the two things I mentioned are both things that we would have done manually back in the day. And now it's all thanks to AI. It's now a lot faster. Right. So with the whole messaging bot, well, back in the day, I had to use my setters to do that. Right now we don't need my setters. So it's great. Uh, Same thing with the videos. I got to shoot the videos myself. Now I can shoot it once. So, yeah. Yeah, same thing. We, we you know we'll we'll work with offers. We, you know, obviously we can create offers, and sometimes it takes us days or weeks to create those offers. Now we could create them in twenty or thirty minutes. Oh, amazing! Like GPT, right? That's crazy. That's really. But fast. it's something we already know how to do. We're just right. so we know the right prompts, the right questions. We know what's a good outcome. We know what isn't, and so we can guide the process. So that's the only thing. My caution would be: don't jump into an AI platform for something to solve a problem that you're not proficient in. Right. Still need guidance and input on it. Yeah, wise wise words. Those are definitely very wise words. So talk about this challenge that you have coming up. And I know by the time this comes out, that particular challenge won't be in place, but I don't think this is the first time you've done it. And so how can people engage with you? Yeah, so the challenge is a free challenge and that's a bold promise. It's a five-day challenge. It's only two hours a day. It's nothing crazy because I know that business owners are busy people. Um, so think of it as, think of it as you know, 90 minutes, two hours a day. So roughly seven to 10 hours that week. By the end of that week, the bold promise is that you would have booked at least 10 sales calls for your offer or or even better close a deal by the end of the challenge so that challenge i go into how to set up a farming campaign how to work the software how do you do sales call right how do you get them to show up it's really the entire process we distill into five days and it's a free challenge that's very cool what about the software do you get free access to the they get 14 day free trial on on that as well got it well, that's pretty cool because you got to prove it getting a result before the before yeah. the pay kicks in. So that's you to get a result right? before 14 days. So exactly, right? Exactly. Awesome. All right. So Joel, with in your infinite wisdom and with all of the experience you've gained and the volume of activity you've done, um, what's what's the the biggest piece of encouragement and guidance you can put in front of people who are right now really just on that fence? Do I spend money? Do I not? Do I mm. start a business? Do I not? Mm. How do I navigate this economy right now? Yeah, I think um, I, I made a big mistake in my business about two months ago where um, we overhired mm-hmm. and I took on too many you know, consultants right, to help us with different things. So what happened was we weren't watching our cash. So we burned through you know, multiple five figures, almost six figures of cash just like that. Right? So I'd say the first advice I give from my own mistake is don't like, I think cash is super important right now. I think you should hold on to cash, um, which is like, you know, because you never know when you will need cash. I've switched, my team and I, we've switched to using more of credit now, which is fine, right? Because we can use it for, for moments when like this, where it makes sense. Um, you know, 0% APR interest credit cards are always great for moments like that. Um, but in terms of investing or not, I will say you still have to make your due diligence. I think you, I think like for one perspective, you can't be too afraid to take risks because if you never take risks, you're never going to grow. At the same time, don't take, you know, a casino type risk, right? A gambling risk. I think as long as you do a due diligence, you should be good. Yeah. Very wise words. Good stuff. 
Um, so what's where, where to go, people go to find you and, and connect with you and get involved in your challenge or, or anything else you have going on? Yeah, so I'm pretty uh, big on Instagram, big and active. Uh, it's at official Joey. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes as well. And also you can always come to my website, joey.com, and you can see all of my contact information there as well. Excellent. So yes, everything will be in the show notes. So you have access there. And uh, if you go there to sign up for the challenge, the one that's probably being spoken about right now won't be there, but you can probably get on a wait list or get on sign up yes. for the next one because I know he's doing them regularly. And this is a really awesome opportunity to see how to take a foray, a risk-free foray into how this technology can work and how it can really change the game for you. So I highly recommend that you do. And when you do, make sure you let Joel know that you came from the Opportunity Makers podcast and, and let us know how it goes. We want to know how you're doing and how it works for you. So thanks Thank as always for trusting us to be part of your success team. Go check out Joel Yee. He's a good guy with a great brain and a lot of good things going on. So jump in. You can't get involved with too many great people. Thank you, Jim. Too kind. I appreciate your time. You got it. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Opportunity Makers. If you've heard something that connected with you, please share this episode with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to go to Apple to leave a review. Head on over to GainTheEdgeNow.com to connect with Jim and his team. And remember, there's no such thing as limits or obstacles. Only opportunities. Opportunities.